Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Hope you all had a great, great Thanksgiving. Hope you are getting in the Christmas spirit. Be careful this holiday season. Check on your loved ones. Do some good deeds. Don't do anything stupid. If you find yourself needing legal representation, Marcos Garza and his team are East Tennessee's premier lawyers when it comes to DUI defense, criminal defense, or personal injury. Marcos Garza and his team has your back. Garzalaw.com. 865-540-8300. You can get in touch with someone 24-7, 365. We appreciate Marcos and his team for their ongoing support of the Reeds Ranch podcast. Garzalaw.com. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Monday, November 28th. Seth joins me down in Alabama. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, brother. I like that neither one of us bothered to text the other last week. I think the older I've gotten, the less I've enjoyed talking about heartbreak. I really, really didn't want to talk about the South Carolina game last week. Yeah. It's just not as fun to melt to burn it down before it's time to burn it down. You know what I mean? Like if if we were in year three or four or five or something like that and it was time to, to turn on Josh or something, maybe I would have had more energy. But I was just sad because there's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could say other than, well, that sucked. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like it, it's different when there is like a genuine need to fire a coach or even just you are beginning to see – the light at the end of the tunnel. But like with this, Saturday in South Carolina was 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 genuinely sad. It was crushing. It was heartbreaking on multiple fronts. And um I mean it's it was Thanksgiving week. <clears throat> I was at the beach. Like what what is the point of there's nothing to discuss. Like I didn't want to get on here and talk about how sad I am for Hendon Hooker. You know. It's just really, really sad. I mean sucks all around there's nothing like there's no I wasn't mad I'm still not mad about it I was I was sad I wasn't mad I was sad you're a little frustrated and we still don't really know the full details of why the defense was so shitty against South Carolina we still don't know exactly what happened in the locker happened in the locker room but I mean I think it's fair to say that something happened between your leaders of the team and that part sucked, but I will say fast forward to this weekend and annihilating Vanderbilt. Did that make you feel better? Did that make you think, wow, this is even worse? What the hell happened? We should be going to the playoff? Or is it just kind of like, hey, at least the team 
bounce back and 10 wins is still something we haven't done here in a long, long time. Uh, I think it the the most positive thing about the Vandy game was it put to rest that dumb, stupid, just breathtakingly low IQ rumor that the defense threw the South Carolina game on purpose to rest because like they that's not a locker room that's because you hear that yeah yeah yeah. I figured that's why you laughed I wasn't sure this dog is driving me crazy he's such a a damn bully I know my neighbors have heard me scream at him every time I take him on a walk he never listens he's the worst behaved dog when I won't say he's the worst behaved dog he's a good dog but he is so damn stubborn. I take him out to use the bathroom, and whenever I'm like, all right, let's go, he just pulls the other way. And I can't jerk him because he's little. I'll hurt him. So I've gotten to the point now where I just run up and I, I threaten him to pick him up, and then he starts running the, the right way because he doesn't want to get picked up and embarrassed in front of everybody. And now he just sits down there, bark, 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 bark. Bark, 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 bark. Anyways, yeah, the defense didn't throw the game. I just don't think they had their best player. Or maybe not their best player, but their most consistent and – the guy calling the plays and, 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 you know, anchoring the defense. Because that was something that jumped out to you earlier. It was like, wow, Banks is everywhere tonight against Vanderbilt. Yeah. He was yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, – yeah, I just thought the South Carolina thing was just um, a, a bad game plan with bad players. Um. And South Carolina apparently doesn't suck. And uh, Spencer Rattler kind of morphing in front of our eyes into a good quarterback. Although it was really funny to watch him throw a pick six at the very beginning of the game against Clemson. Although, I, I got to be honest, I didn't watch it. I just saw people tweeting about it. I didn't, I didn't see it yeah. either. I just saw people yeah. discussing it, and I was just like, well, yeah, there you go. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I just thought South Carolina was a bad game plan with bad players. Uh, I Like, I was blown away when I learned that we blitzed 43% of the time against South Carolina because it certainly didn't feel like it. Certainly felt like we were just sitting back. I mean, we were playing such soft coverage, which I get it, man. Like, our cornerbacks suck. I understand. But we've talked about before, like, death by a thousand paper cuts is so much worse than a one-play 75-yard drive. I just it didn't feel like we were blitzing almost fifty percent of the time because we were never getting home. I think Byron Young's been a been overall somewhat of a disappointment this year. Um, he was never getting there, you know. I just I mean I, I I don't know like I I mean it was a terrible game plan. I feel like I mean how do you feel great about Tim Banks going forward? Yeah, yeah, you know, that that could have been in our discussion last week about, you know, making a switch there. We'll see what happens. I haven't heard. Has anybody said anything about him being let go or fired? No, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen I that just, yet. I just assume that he's not going to be fired. I mean, I, I still, I, I think that even however many days, nine days later, if that isn't a fireable offense, then what is? And it's sad because, like, I'd done done the math, like, in the four games against Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and Kentucky last year, our defense basically gave up 1,000 yards rushing. And in those four games this year, they gave up under 500. 
Yeah, so like is the one bad game without your middle linebacker because of God knows why. A reason out of Tim Banks' hand. Is that enough to fire him? I think so. I think it's like if 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 you give up nine touchdowns on ten drives to a team led by a quarterback who had thrown more picks than touchdowns that year through ten games, like if that's not a fireable offense, what is? Because you can really and I know that Bob Shoup didn't necessarily work out at Tennessee, but like Bob Shoup went on to be, win like the Broyles Award at Mississippi State or whatever. Like it was kind of like with Butch Jones, he had the opportunity because he had things rolling to upgrade a defensive coordinator, and he got rid of Jansen and went and got Bob Shoup, which at the time was considered a great hire. I kind of feel like the same way with Tim Banks. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. My 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 memory is getting a little fuzzy, but. Part of the reason Jansen got gone was because of off the field stuff too. It wasn't all. It wasn't performance. Yeah, but it, it was also just a chance to upgrade. No, was it not pretty much time for him to get out of Knoxville? Like had had some sexcapades not kind of been reported. Wasn't that yeah, but he also the, wasn't. There was some of that, but it was also just straight up. You had the opportunity to upgrade. Okay. You just had the opportunity to upgrade, and they took it. I mean, we did end up upgrading. I mean, that is that is factually correct, but... There was some of that stuff, though. I thought it was kind of understood that he was gone even if you didn't get Bob Shoup. Like, you ended up upgrading, yes, but I thought you were going to be looking elsewhere regardless. But again, seven years ago, memory's getting a little fuzzy. Oh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Well, I think that if, like... I don't think he would have gotten fired performance-based is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, again, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but... That's just how I just I thought it was. I, I thought it was like you. You had the chance to upgrade. She wanted to come back to Tennessee. Jancic was fine. I mean, Jancic was fine. He's kind of like Tim Banks. Jancic's fine, but it was just you know you you could upgrade, and so he did. Like I kind of wish we would do that. Like go get the guy at Illinois now. I mean, there's so many good defensive coordinators you could go get. Tennessee pays amazing money to Tim Banks. Tim makes makes what whatever 1.5 million, right? Uh, he he makes a ton of money, and you know, look, I mean, football coaches he'll make he he'll make one point five million dollars next year. Yeah, the money is going to get crazy pretty soon. I wonder how high the coordinators are going to go. Whenever Lane Kiffin's getting nine million dollars a year, if I'm a coordinator, even I'm like, hey, we got to boost our pay too. We got to get us into the twos and threes pretty pretty soon. If you consider yourself a good coordinator. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying 1.5 million to Tim Banks, just kind of like, what's the what's the return on investment there? I mean, again, again, like, I just think I don't want to belabor the point or talk about that game too much. I just think that giving up 63 points to South Carolina with a playoff berth in the cards is unforgivable. Um, I just, at the very least, you have to like get rid of Willie Martinez, man. Somebody has to get let go. You can't run back the same defensive staff, I guess is the bigger point. But we'll see how that shakes out. I'm not sure, and maybe I'm taking a little solace from it, I'm not sure we actually blew a playoff spot. I I, I agree with that. That's why I just, you know, possibly it was on the table. I don't oh, yeah, think yeah, we yeah. would no, it, it felt like it last week for sure that you had blown it. But I, I'm imagining, and I'm uh, this is going to sound stupid, but I would have rather – had had the heartbreak last week and just got it over with rather than be stressed out and potentially get left out because USC and TCU wins. 
And I think that's very, very possible and almost even, you know, realistic. And that would have hurt way, way more, worse than losing to South Carolina, I think. Uh, Getting left out, going 11-1 and one and getting out, getting left out by USC basically because... Because, like, USC was going to jump us because they're going to have the Heisman Trophy winner and he's magnetic and charismatic and... But it would be based on nothing that happened on the field. Like, USC's beaten nobody all year. Well, it'd be three straight ranked wins. I mean, Utah's a good team. If they beat Utah, especially, you know, if they look good doing it, that would be enough. And it, it would have happened 12-1 and one with beating, U, uh, you know, UCLA and Notre Dame and Utah three weeks in a row. It would have been enough, I think. I agree with you. It would have been enough. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I'm maddening. not sure. It would have been maddening. It would have been disastrous. I mean, it would have been, I, I mean, everyone, everyone would have been apoplectic, and rightfully so, because, I mean, I, I'm really not sure any of those Pac-12 teams are that good. Oh, no, me neither. Me neither. And the ranking system is a joke anyways, and we talked about the the, the faults and the flaws it had, but I think having that realization that your brand didn't get you in and just feeling like you got big-boyed by USC would, would be a pretty – Empty feeling. Losing to South Carolina sucked. Don't get me wrong, but I think uh, if it plays out the way I think it's going to on championship weekend where USC rolls and – I don't even know if they will, but I, I'm, USC and TCU, I, I got tired of waiting for them to lose. They keep winning. And if they, had, if they had all ran the table, that would really suck. Watching Dave Aranda try not to win the game was just – I mean, it was nightmarish last weekend. No, that was a miserable experience. I was headed to Brother Jonah's wedding at the time. Baylor was up eight. Michigan was down seven to Illinois. I was like, man, life is good. I love weddings. Everything's breaking out for the Vols, maybe to be ranked third. By the time I sat down at Jonah's wedding, Marwan had his phone pulled up, and Baylor had just punted them the ball back, and... Right when the ceremony started, TC was lining up for the field goal and, you know, right down right down the damn middle. And then, of course, we know what happens with uh, Michigan right after. And then, you know, needless to say, Tennessee shit the bed a couple hours later. That was a quite the 180 from feeling so happy that things were right there for us to everything kind of falling apart. Yep. Then I remember waking up, I had a dream that UCLA had beat USC, and I I woke up to find that was not true either. So it was a pretty shitty Saturday, sports-wise. Wedding was fun, though. Congrats to Brother Jonah on his nuptials. So, yeah, pretty brutal day. I'm glad Jonah had a good day. I think he was pretty sad, ultimately, too, because of sports, which is kind of a sad anniversary that's going to trigger some bad feelings for him, but hopefully not. Hopefully he gets his... uh, priorities in line now that he has a husband but last week the story you know Hinton Hooker's down Joe Milton starting quarterback can't imagine people are feeling better about Joe Milton in 2023 after that performance to be fair it was raining but I didn't think he looked very good uh no if he plays like that next season he won't keep the starting job and I cannot believe I, it blows my mind in the slightest that this is a controversial take. If he plays in 2023, if he plays like he did on Saturday night, he will not be the starting quarterback. How is this? Like, the exact same things that plagued him last year were the exact same things we saw happen Saturday night. Like, 
yet again, for like the millionth time under Josh Heupel, Tennessee had guys running wide-ass open. They basically, only one game in his tenure have they ever had not people just streaking down the sideline wide open, and that was at Georgia this year. And Milton could not hit them. Um, If he plays like that next season, he will not keep the job. I, I don't know, like... It blows my mind that th- that's controversial or that people think starting a true freshman is controversial. Like, he's the number two player in the nation. You don't sign him to sit the bench. Well, I will say, I, I saw your argument in the Discord today. I, if the conversation is who starts against Virginia versus I think it's Milton. Florida, I think it's Milton. Okay. I think it's Milton starts against Virginia. Okay. If we're talking about Florida, then maybe Nico starts. But I, I do think Milton gets to start against Virginia. I've always thought these two things. One, it's going to be Milton against Virginia. Two, based on what I have seen from Milton, it's hard for me to believe that it ain't Nico in that game after Florida, which if you're starting him coming out of the swamp, start him against Virginia. Give him, because Florida's the fourth game, give him, give Nico three games before he has to go to the swamp. I. I think the strategy will be split reps against Virginia and then maybe, or at least split reps in game number two. It depends how Milton looks game one. Although there's a chance, Seth, I mean, I don't think it's far-fetched that, you know, the bowl game shows good conditions and Joe Milton still looks bad. And I think Josh Heupel makes a move either in the transfer portal or realizes like, hey, like Milton can't be the guy. And therefore it is a, a complete quarterback competition. Like, Joe Milton got to start the beginning of last year in large part, I think, because, well, A, we know he's a beautiful, like, specimen, and, and you, in practice, I'm sure, throws the ball 75, 80 yards in the air. and But also, like, there was loyalty there from Josh Heupel to Joe Milton, right? Like, Kenan Hooker was a Pruitt guy. Moving forward, all these guys are going to be Heupel guys now. He's going to be, you know, feeling loyal to everyone moving forward, so... I think that's the best thing about the bowl game is that it does give us one more chance to see Joe. Yeah. I, I think if he plays poorly again or erratically, I wouldn't be surprised if we try to hit the transfer portal, if there's a good quarterback that would, you know, give us a chance. Or, like you know, if Nico is, you know, kind of given a 50-50 shot to actually win it in camp. Part of the reason why, like, I had been getting into these discussions about Nico is because I detest the idea of that fifth game, we're finally going to throw Nico out there. I hate that so much. You're giving up on a third of the season. Like, you know how much every time he gets the ball in his hands and runs a play, Nico is going to be better. And I just hate the idea of we're just punting on a third of the season and then after Florida, because I can see it happening. Everyone can see it happening. You start Joe, he's fine, and then in the swamp, Things happen, and then you're like, okay, we have to go to the freshman. We gave we gave Joe a shot, and then we're going to play the rest of the season out with Nico. Well, think about how much better Nico would be in that sixth or seventh game of the season if he had gotten to play the first three, because you're going to win the first three. You're going to win the first three. I mean, you're you're basically playing three FCS teams to start off the season. Um. Unless we play UTSA early in the season. I can't remember when we play San Antonio. But I just, I detest the idea so much. I hate it so much of waiting until that fifth game 
to throw Nico out there. If you split reps, if you actually split reps and you give him meaningful time, and I don't mean, I mean like actual meaningful time in the first half when the game is when the game isn't decided. You actually play the, Florida game three, by the way. Oh, we play Florida game three. Okay, okay. So you got Virginia, Austin P, Florida, and then you okay. say. And then a big rematch with Shane Beamer at you know get South Carolina and and Jimbo at Texas A&M coming off a of bye week. Okay. So yeah, I don't really I, I don't want to wait until the bye week. I, I I hate that idea of waiting until the bye week. I, I just I, I see no reason not to think that this guy is as good as people say he is because literally everyone says he is amazing. Everyone says, like, there is some quibbling about whether it might be him or Malachi Nelson committed to USC or whatever, but, like, everyone says that this guy is a five-star, top-five quarterback. I mean, on three, has him as the number two overall player. So I see no reason to believe he's not that good. I don't like waiting until the bye week. I, I just, I hate that idea. Like, it's not 1995 anymore where you have to redshirt freshman. No, you can play a true freshman at quarterback. And I just, man, watching Joe Milton, and I love Joe Milton. He is an extremely likable young man. I don't know how, I really, it's it's a testament to his, you know, charisma and personality that, that so many people love him after last year. But watching him is just, it's just defeating, man. It was just defeating Saturday night. And I hope it was the rain. Yeah, I, to me... To me, the thing is the locker room because if you like him so much and the fans like him so much, you imagine the players like him too. Yeah. So, like, that's where I think that maybe you lose some things whenever you see Nico coming in because if the the story I was told, which was basically here, – here's the story I was told, and, you know, take it for what it's worth. I don't know. This isn't somebody I necessarily trust. It was third-hand information. But the argument with Banks and Hooker was basically, you stepped on the tee, do the push-ups, your disrespect to the tee, the program, blah, blah, blah. To which Jeremy Banks then fired back something about, well, what about all the times you were late to practice for NIL shoots? You know, what about the times you missed for NIL shoots? I don't know if that's true, but they said that's what popped it off. I do wonder how the dynamics of a reported $8 million quarterback coming in and unseating a grown-ass man who a lot of the players like, I wonder how that's going to go in a locker room. Unless Nico is just a a phenom in practice, right? Like, if the players see it and he's actually that good, he's as good as advertised, and it's just like, you know, 90% of Joe Milton's arm strength with, you know, much more accuracy, then the players will get it. They'll understand especially if they're struggling against Virginia and, you know, they're struggling in the bowl game and everything. But I do think that's going to be a real litmus test of NIL stuff because we're getting ready to get there now with, like, the transfer portal and free agency and all this stuff. It's going to be a real lightning rod issue, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just Tennessee. But not not everywhere has, like, a 23-year-old guy who hung around and waited his turn when he could have quit or whatever. Yeah, the the one thing – that I'll add to that is when you have several wide receivers who are looking to use next year as a means to get paid, are they really going to care that much about how much they love Joe Milton if he can't hit them? Oh, I agree, I agree 100%. Like, like I said, if he, if he can't ball, he can't ball. 
But like Nico's gonna have to show something too. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree with that. And if if yeah, I mean yeah, I think that's for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I just I mean, it's just frustrating, man. I but I'm glad you said that. Like that is that makes me look forward to the bowl game more than anything is like the idea that we can just figure out if Joe Milton is improved or if it was the rain or if it's just, it is what it is at this point. Um, That's the biggest thing for me for sure. And I agree with that. Uh, That, yeah, I think that's the correct take. It's really the only thing I care about when it comes to the bowl game. Correct. I, I don't really care about it at all. I it mean, was all I cared about in the Virginia against the Vander, uh, the Vanderbilt game, but at least with that, I wanted to see what it is. The, has the defense actually just quit? You know what I mean? Like at least with that, I was yeah. like, well, I do want to see what the defense looks like. I do, I do want to see if last week was, you know, culture problems or whatever. But Joe was still the main attraction. I don't really have any questions about the defense moving forward. Yeah, there'll be some opt outs on both sides of the ball, but. Does Jalen Hyatt break him. the? Yeah, I mean, no, not, yeah. Does Does Jalen Hyatt play a series to try to break the single season record? Does he, you know, give it a go? Does everyone sit out? But again, it all comes down to how Joe looks. Yeah, agree. So we'll see. I know, like, I mean, it would be just it would be such a good story if Joe Milton was awesome. It would be such a good story. He's so, I mean, he's just very, very likable. But yeah, we'll see. Any other thoughts on the end of the season, the Vanderbilt game? Uh, I mean, it was extremely boring. Uh, I think my main question out of that game is how did Florida lose to them? That's my main question is how on earth did Florida lose to Vanderbilt? And Kentucky. How? I don't know if it's just one of those things where, you know, we were actually the third or fourth best team in the country and we played like it. I, I, I imagine the worst possible thing for them was seeing us come out and score in a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that had to uh that had to hurt. I mean they pretty much they pretty much quit. Well yeah. Well I mean like their quarterback can't pass either and the rain, you know, bothered him. Yeah, it was just a it was just a sad, boring game. About halfway through the second quarter, I was like struggling hard to pay attention, which is sad considering how much fun this season has been. But I just detest these blowouts against these pitiful teams. Well, I like blowing out some teams, but I don't take any pride in blowing out Vanderbilt. No, no, blowing out LSU is is completely different than like blowing out Vanderbilt is not that much different than me than playing Ball State. Well, even like even like blowing out Missouri was much much more fun. Like Vanderbilt, I found myself just feeling bad for them. Yeah, I agree. I feel I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Agree. I do too. Overall, we agree the season was an A. Yes. I was thinking about that earlier today. I would give it an A. That checks out. That's how I feel, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think an A is a more than fair grade. There are some, uh, you know, I mean, Hinton Hooker was just, uh, Hinton Hooker was a pleasure to watch play football for Tennessee. So, yeah, an A is fair. 
A lot better than I ever thought Josh Heupel would do. Yeah, no, that's 100% accurate. That's, uh, I have to admit that I was, have been wrong about Josh Heupel. Uh, extremely, extremely wrong. He uh, did a really good job this year. He, uh, I, I mean, I think that it is fair to say, and some might disagree with me, I don't think that, I think it is a matter of preference whether or not you agree with me, but I think that Tennessee has the best offensive mind in the SEC right now. And a large portion of people might choose Lane Kiffin, and that's fair too. I'm not going to argue with that. But I think that... Or Hugh Freeze, by the way, who just got hired. (laughs) I think that it is fair to say Tennessee has the best mind in the Southeastern Conference right now. And... uh, you know, there's uh there's definitely something to be said for that. I I thought that, you know, I mean, the offense is so much different than what it was at the beginning of last year. It evolved over the entire season. They added new wrinkles constantly. It is much more um it does a lot more than people think. But I think it's definitely fair to say he runs Art Bryles offense better than anybody since Art Bryles. He runs Art Bryles offense better than Art Bryles on Sun. Um, which I mean, Kendall is probably, he's stuck with KJ Jefferson and Josh Heupel had Hendon Hooker, but you know, I think that we have the best offensive mind in the SEC. The Gramco is a presenting sponsor of Reed's Ranch. What is the Gramco? Well, it is your go-to destination for all your Delta 8 needs. Gramco. Currently offers numerous Delta 8 products and merchandise, including Wake and Bake Delta 8 Coffee, Delta 8 Disposable Vapes, Delta 8 Gummies, the Fruit Punch is my favorite, and Delta 8 Quick Mix, Pre-Rolls, and my favorite, Hard Candies, some big orange hard candies. Go to the gramco.com browser selection, use the promo code BALLS25 for 25% off your order, and then you get free standard shipping for orders over $50, and that shipping is quick and discreet. Must be 21 or older. Gramco offers you an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. TheGramco.com. TheGramco.com. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want to make Seth's kids Christmas even better, got three new patrons to shout out. New $5 patron, JT Cloyes. Shout out to Brother JT. We love you and appreciate you. New $5 patron, Johnny Paul Cole. Shout out to Brother JT. We love you and appreciate you. And new $10 patron, Harrison Stillwell. Shout out to Brother Harrison. We love you and appreciate you. Merry Christmas to you all. Happy Thanksgiving. Very thankful for you. Let's hit some uh, Patreon questions. What do you got? Uh, Brother Andrew asks question for John. Will my Lakers reach the Western Conference Finals in the next five years? Oh, that's a good question there, Brother AJ. I thought he was asking if they were going to reach the Western Conference playoffs this year. Then I thought he was asking if they were going to make the Western Conference Finals this year, and then I was going to laugh at him. But next five years, I will say for us, Shitty as the Lakers looked at at the beginning of the year. I, I put it in the Durego's channel on the Discord that I actually didn't hate the team as much as their record showed, that I thought they actually had a little bit work in there. Since then, they've kind of righted the ship. I will say Anthony Davis is looking a little bit like a star again, so that feels good. LeBron 
could still play. He's there for at least another year or two. But what are they going to do in free agency? Their draft picks. They got a cut. They got two. They can still trade. They got two. They can still trade to try to upgrade the roster. Westbrook comes off the book, so they should be able to grab a couple of free agents. I'll say yes, AJ. They're too good of a franchise to not make the Western Conference Finals at least once in five years. Now, do I think they win the championship? No. But a Western Conference Finals, a little Final Four action, five years in LA. Yeah, yeah. They'll be able to sign somebody eventually. There you go. Jackie, a.k.a. the Law Dog. Would you rather draw the four seed and play Georgia or play Clemson in the Orange Bowl? Does it change anything if the Georgia game is a guaranteed blowout? Um, I roll the dice in the playoff. If I, if I did know that it was a guaranteed blowout, then... <sighs> if you guarantee me it's a blowout, just send me to the Orange Bowl, honestly. Like, if you guarantee it's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. If you just send us there and say, hey, maybe one night Joe Milton hits eight of his eight deep balls. Yeah, I roll the dice on that. I mean. Yes, but if you tell me we're going to get blown out by Georgia, I would rather not make it. Agreed completely. That would suck to have to deal with them all offseason. Yes, it would be be quite miserable. A brother, Big Orange Sloth, asks, how confident are we feeling about the USA advancing past group play? So they are playing the Iranians. They got to they got to beat the Iranians tomorrow or today if you're listening on Tuesday or yesterday if you're listening on Wednesday. Okay, so it's or two days ago if you're listening on Thursday. So it's tomorrow. Um, I will say a seven out of ten. Here's my here's my ask of wow, the wow seven out of ten. Well, okay, I, I, I'm assuming that Iran isn't very good. I know they beat Wales. I know, no, no, I, they're, they're, they were top. Tw- I think they're like were top twenty. I think like when the World Cup drew, they were like the twentieth best team in the world. Yeah, is that is that just because they get to play a bunch of crappy Asian teams? Okay, that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, kind of like how Mexico is ranked 13th. Is that, is that just because they get to play CONCACAF or see, whatever? I'm thinking because they're 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 awful. They're miserable. Because Mexico. like I'm sure that like Switzerland probably isn't ranked that high, and most people would think they would house. I don't. know. Switzerland might be ranked high. I'm just thinking that like there's probably like that's fair. That's fair. The competition. I, I don't know though. Um, you know, so I'm gonna say a seven out of ten because I don't think well, I, they did whip Wales' ass. They did beat the Welsh. They did beat the Welsh. But England kind of toyed around with them, right? Didn't didn't yeah, England yeah, beat, they beat them like six? They beat them like six to two. Here's my here's my ask of the United States men's national team. I was looking at their profile on ESPN. Their last five fixtures, it has been four draws and a loss. Can you please win a game? I know this sounds like the most redneck thing in the world, but it is so so defeating and boring. For somebody that doesn't watch a lot of soccer, to sit down and watch them tie a team zero to zero. That's what I worry about is just the people who are coming to the TV to watch. You know, 20 million people watched against England. And I thought the U.S. played pretty good. But, yeah, they had nothing to show for it goal-wise. And you're going to, you know, fail to capture people. If you can't score. And who can blame them? And who can blame them? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I mean, not everyone is some dork that pretends to LARP like like an Englishman like we have on the Discord. You know, not everyone's like that. Some people sit down and they watch a game played for 90 minutes and it's a 0-0 tie and they're just like, what the hell is this? 
And who can blame them? So maybe trust Gore to go and win in the game. But I say 7 out of 10 because I'm thinking that the Iranians aren't very good. Do we know, do the Iranians and Qatar have any relationship? I don't know. Okay. Like, how far away is Qatar from Iran? Um, Geographically. I think it's a pretty good ways because Qatar's in the Middle East and Iran's not a Middle Eastern country, really. Okay. You know, Iran's more of a Eurasian country. Um, Now, I imagine that... Uh, Qatar is uh, Sunni, because I think Iran Shia. I will say I do like, I do find funny what the Iranian state-run media is doing. Have you have you been keeping up with that story at all? I saw a little bit about it, I think. So, like, the U.S. basically sent out a tweet that removed some, what, what's the emblem they removed from the Iranian flag? I, I, don't, I don't even know. Oh, I, I didn't know what, I didn't know what that emblem was either. It was something that it was done in like protests of like Iranians' violations of human rights. Like I think it was like something with their women and gays. I think. Okay. And and Iran got mad and like filed like a formal complaint with like the soccer federation. But now they have been they have been sending their media to like U.S. press conferences and asked I think Tyler Adams, you know, how he felt representing U.S. the U.S. with uh, such a checkered past on how they treat black people. <laughs> Was was basically sitting there to be like, if the U.S. wants to, you know, talk about us and protest us, we're going to go there and basically try to make their players hate the U.S. and talk about all the wrongs that they do as well. They removed the central image of Iran's flag. Right, which I don't know. I didn't know whatever that means. What what yeah. whatever that means. Yeah, I, I've seen their supreme leader, their their Ayatollah. I mean, I've seen his tweets before, like long before the World Cup, where he would like. He would tweet support of Black Lives Matter and talk about the the despicable treatment of minorities by the United States government in its current day iteration. Not necessarily talking about like the past, but like he just gets on there and tries to stir the pot. Yes, but he has sent his state-run media to go do that face to face with these players, which is which I gotta uh, I gotta I gotta say is a pretty good chess move to be honest. It's funny. It's it's funny. Um, so that so far is the most exciting and, and interesting thing about this game because again the United States doesn't score goals and they don't win games. So they scored one goal. They scored one goal. They scored one goal against the Welsh. And the only cool thing about that game is the Welsh flag because it has that big dragon on it. That game was boring too. The first half I thought we looked really good. Second half you just can't make that penalty there. You can't give up that penalty. 15 minutes left basically uh, the guys guys back to the to the goal. Uh, Qatar is Su- Qatar is Sunni and Iran is Shia, so they do not get along for that reason. Okay, that's good then. Iran's the only majority Shia country, I believe. Okay, that, that's good then. I didn't want to play a, a Middle Eastern team that was on Middle Eastern soil and felt comfortable, so that sounds like they got some beef over there. So I doubt they get along too well. Um oh, that's good. That's good. Hopefully they hate each other enough for the the neutral people to be rooting for the U.S. The World Cup is fun, though. I, I do like it. It's an amazing spectacle. It's yeah. it's dumb that it's in Qatar and it's in the winter and, you know, there's not a full... There's, like, some of the games aren't sellouts and stuff. Like, it's dumb it's over there. But it is quite the spectacle. And, I mean, I think that, you know, it's really fun to watch a team like France or Spain or whoever, you know, dominate. 
I do want to advance. I do want to make it to the knockout stage. Who will they play? Well, most likely we're not good. So most likely if we advance, we will be second in the group behind England. Um, and that would most likely get us to play the Netherlands or Ecuador. Probably the Netherlands, I would assume, but they're both, they both have four points. So I guess it just depends. I don't think the Netherlands have gotten to play Qatar yet though. So yeah, they, they should win that game and they would be, they would win the group. So then we get to play them. Okay. Okay. I do hope we advance. It'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope they do too. I hope they do too. I mean, go USA. USA all the way to the knockout stage. If they advance, that that would be good if they advance, just because that would mean they would have scored a goal against Iran and won the game. So, and that's all you're asking. That's just you know, give me something to watch for. Four four draws and a loss in the last five fixtures, as they say. Give me a break. I want to see if they're not going to score goals. I just watch football. I just watch people try to kill each, kill other people. I do love that uh, you'll, every time there's a tie, you'll have football fans get on there and talk about how the sport can end in ties. Like the NFL hasn't had ties over the last couple of years. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah. There's just the something. stupid. Like, even, like in an NFL football game, an NFL football game, in an NFL game, even when there is a tie, like. There's been points. And there's like, they're trying to, you see these guys in soccer where they just sit on the ball and they're just like cool playing for the tie. And like, that's, I mean, that that's hard to watch. That's hard to watch. That's hard to watch. It is what it is. For a brother Logie asked, this is a question for you because um, you're the movie guy. Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies, please. See, I am the movie guy, but I got to admit, I'm not like Christmas movies are probably my least favorite genre. Yeah. But I will say, for me to appreciate a Christmas movie, there has to be the Christmas spirit. Somebody has to learn a lesson, gain some perspective, and have like a change of heart. To me, that's the best way to go. Right? Yeah. Seems fair to me. Like, it's a wonderful life, you know? That's where the guy wants to kill himself, right? Like, where the guy's like, basically, I'm done living. George, I think is his name, George is done living. He doesn't even want to be born. And then the angel's like, look, man, your life's not that bad. I like that. That's a good part of Christmas spirit for me. I appreciate that. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Very similar. He's a Grinch. He hates Christmas. Then all of a sudden, which by the way, he was right. They were really, really mean to him. He should have hated them. It's kind of weird growing up how they, you know, try to make us not like the Grinch. But it seems like, you know, that was a state, that was a, a clear cut case of bullying but by the end, guess what? His heart grows. He realizes he loves Christmas. He wants to help people. Same as Christmas Vacation. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Not really. Like Home Alone's on there. Yeah, I mean, I loved Home Alone. Like to me, the Mount Rushmore, this is what I have a problem with with these lists, Loki. Not to like sidestep your question, but to me, the problem with Mount Rushmore movies are like, if you ask me to Mount Rushmore something, it can't be my four favorite. It has to be like the four best, in my opinion. I try to put my personal biases aside and just say, here, here are the four that everyone would kind of universally agree upon, right? I feel like that's the, is that not the goal when somebody asks you your Mount Rushmore? Or are they asking you for your favorite? Because I think you have to try to be unbiased about it. Yeah. Christmas Vacation is not one of my favorites, but I acknowledge like everyone else loves it. Yeah. So I think it has to be on there. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to do it. Like Home Alone, I like it. 
I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but it has to be on there. Like my favorite, I, every year I like watching Bad Santa, but Seth, it checks my boxes because he goes from Bad Santa to Good Santa. First, he hates Christmas. He's just there to rob the malls, but he falls in love with little fat Thurman Merman, and he makes sure at the end, spoiler, that he gets him his toy elephant that he wanted because that kid needed some a toy. That kid needed a toy and someone to love him, and his heart grows, much like the Grinch, and he makes sure to get it there. Christmas spirit, just a little bit cruder, obviously. No Christmas, no Christmas spirit in Die Hard. That's what I always challenge people. That oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Where's the Christmas spirit, bro? Just because they're at a Christmas party doesn't mean a lesson has been learned. Growing up, I did love a night, uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas and Gremlins. I love those two. Is there even a Christmas spirit in a Christmas story? Does anybody's heart grow? Like that little that little kid just wants his damn gun, but like he doesn't learn a lesson about Christmas, right? I, I mean, I don't have anything to add. I'm not the movie guy. Yeah, yeah, but that's my that's my criteria. So you know, if people are saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I always say Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie. It's much more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, and you could argue that Mel Gibson, his heart grows as well because beginning of the movie, halfway through the movie, he you know he's suicidal. Spoiler alert. His wife has died. And he, at one point, said, have you ever seen Lethal Weapon? I assume you have. Yes. Very dark. He's got a pistol in his mouth. He's trying to kill himself a couple times. But by the end, his heart has grown. He, he whips Gary Busey's ass. He's got a partner he loves in Raj. And he he's ready to go. All of a sudden, life is worth living. That's more much more of a Christmas movie. So, Logie, by the next podcast, if you just want my five favorite, I'll, I'll give you a power rankings or something. But uh, the the Mount Rushmore thing, I'm not equipped to answer. But like A Miracle on 34th Street, The Grinch, what is it, Christmas Carol? That's the one with Scrooge, right? And then Christmas Vacation. There you go. There's the four. And that was talking Christmas movies with John. I would like to say uh, Brother Ryan T. Shannon, who is a lawyer that I keep on retainer, has fact-checked me, thankfully. And – uh Qatar is closer to Iran than I thought because he is correct that it's just right across the Persian Gulf from Iran. I guess I really did not know where Qatar was at. So is there going to be some home cooking for the Middle Eastern team in the Middle East? No, I think think they 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 hate each other. I would guess they hate each other. More than they hate Americans, though. No, probably not. But, I mean, like, Qatar is, you know, I mean, Saudi Arabia and America are tight. And, you know, Qatar Sunni, Saudi Arabia Sunni. I mean... I don't know that anybody hates America really more than Iran. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not, yeah. Okay. It I shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. They're playing Iran. They're playing Iran. Would much, much rather play I Walk. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Brother Bob, a Milton Militia member, rank the postseason outcomes. Peach Bowl versus Georgia, Sugar Bowl versus Kansas State, Orange Bowl versus Clemson, Orange Bowl versus North Carolina. What is your answer? I think my answer is uh, Peach Bowl versus Georgia 1, Orange Bowl versus Clemson 2, Sugar Bowl versus K-State 3, Orange Bowl versus North Carolina 4. Are you on team orange over sugar or just team beating Clemson over probably losing to Kansas State? I would rather play Clemson than any other team that's in the New Year's Six Bowls, but I would rather play K-State over North Carolina. Watching 
third row Joe and DJ go out there and look like a million bucks and watch them both just sail passes or skip passes would be a pretty uh, sicko a sicko game. Oh, it, I do. It, it, yeah, it has the uh, it, it has the chance to be an absolutely haunting game with those two heavyweights going. Guys, speaking of, let's just break down DJ's stat line against South Carolina. He went eight of twenty nine. He went eight of twenty nine for ninety nine yards. Surely they go to the five star freshman again in the ball game, right? I mean, are they going to do it this weekend? Oh, I guess that's true. I guess they still have a game. Like, you can't keep letting DJ go out there. He is awful. It's mean to him, right? Yeah, and if I'm the rest of the team, like, I hate that guy. I mean, he's going to transfer, so just start Cade. Well, sure, to God he transfers. He needs to transfer to, like, MTSU. He needs to go down a level. It's so crazy to me that he was the face of, like, the Dr. Pepper commercials. Like, he was supposed to be the biggest star in college football. Yeah. And he's fucking terrible. He's awful. He's been awful. Yeah, he's just, he is so bad. Man. So, when it comes to just Sugar Bowl versus Orange Bowl, do you have a preference? No, not particularly. I'm basing okay. my ranking off of matchups. I would not go to New Orleans. There's a chance I might be willing to like go to Miami. and I've never been to Miami. I think it could be a fun trip around New Year's. You know what I mean? Like, I think I could I could be talked into that. There's zero chance I would go to New Orleans. So I would probably go, uh, I guess we have to do Peach Bowl versus Georgia, which there's a chance the Peach Bowl could be against Michigan. What do you think It's what do you think the chances are that Michigan is number one and Georgia's number two? I mean, I guess there is a chance, and I guess Michigan has an argument. I've seen that I mean, argument. They have a better win. They have a better win than Georgia has. I guess I I don't like, we talked about Ohio State a month ago. Yeah, but still beating the number they're probably gonna be ranked number five. Beating the number five team on the road by twenty is the most impressive win of anybody this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I still think Georgia should be number one. That that's fair. I think Georgia's the best team. I just didn't know if there was a chance that Michigan would be number one because they do have the best win. Yeah, I think there's an argument and they have a chance. I don't know that it will. I mean, you're asking, like, at that point, you're asking the committee to do something, like, kind of progressive and, like... Yeah, that's true. But we're also asking them to favor, you know, a Big Ten powerhouse, which they might be willing to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm basing my ranking solely off of matchup. I, I, North Carolina, in this hypothetical, is the, is the most... I find that the most distasteful of the matchups. I... I would rather play North Carolina than Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. So I'll go Peach Bowl, Clemson, UNC, K-State. Yeah. I want no part of K-State whipping our ass. Yeah, they're good. And plus, I just think they'd be more motivated. Yeah, that would mean a lot to them. Right, yeah. And, like, it's – I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Like, we're already already obviously without our quarterback. But, like, you know, we got a lot of skill position players who are going to want to get ready for the NFL. And our defense ain't very good. Any other questions? Uh, some that we've pretty much already answered about the bowl game and what we're most looking forward to. Um, your boy Oven asks, what excuse will the committee come up with when they most certainly rank us behind Alabama tomorrow night? Um, so I would just like to say right quick, John, that I have been kind of surprised at how upset people are getting over the fact that we're going to be ranked behind Alabama because I just 
all that people, like, all the committee has to say is, look, they have Bryce Young, Tennessee doesn't have Hendon Hooker, and that's it. Like, that's the end of the argument to me. Like, it, when, when there's a massive injury that takes place, that those things matter. I think it should matter for the actual playoffs. But in terms of just the rankings themselves, yeah, I, I can see that. I just, like, I don't... I think Tennessee should be... Like, I think Tennessee's had a better season. Correct. They the have. goal... The, like if, again, if it, if it was down, it comes down to who gets number four, we can't make a case that we're better than Alabama right now. Yeah, we yeah, just can't. Yeah. So I wouldn't have an issue. I mean, it would still suck. Don't get me wrong. I would still want to you know rip my eyeballs out. But like, if it's one through four, those should be the four best teams. I would have less of a problem, even though it'd be much much more painful. But like, after that, it should be about rewarding who had the best season. And Tennessee had a better season than Alabama they should be ranked higher and get the better ball game. I, I don't think that it matters who the best team is at that point because, you know, ball games are such a crapshoot and who cares. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it just hasn't mattered much to me for two reasons because, like, one, I would rather go play in the Orange Bowl against Clemson. So Alabama can keep the Sugar Correct. Bowl. Correct. And, and two, uh, I agree. I would rather go to the Orange Bowl as well. And two, it's just like, well, they're just going to say that Alabama has Bryce Young, so they're better right now. So what's the point of getting – like, I, I just – it just doesn't seem – worth the like i think it's just a it's just a pride thing it's just we don't want to like because you know what alabama fans are going to be tweeting and saying well alabama's worst season in 10 years and tennessee's best in 20 and we still finished ahead of them like that's what people are mad about and being defensive about i don't give a shit about that because so what all you have to do in that case is tweet them a link to the song dixieland delight that's all you gotta do that's it that's it it. Or, or a picture of you on the field smoking your cigar which, by the way, since when the hell did we start letting everyone appropriate our culture with that? I saw every team smoking cigars after the rivalry game. I saw when South Carolina. I saw South Carolina doing it. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing there or what. I don't know. I feel like we'd have heard about it if it was. I did appreciate the that like Dabo ain't letting those boys smoke cigars after they win. That slow mo montage of Spencer Rattler smoking that cigar like he had just won the Super Bowl. Like he was, like he was Joe Burrow after their national championship. That's that guy sucks. That guy sucks. He's so annoying. Um, congrats on eight and four, Shane Beamer. Yeah, he's annoying. He's a, he's a thorn. He's just gonna be a thorn in people's side. That's what that's what he's gonna be. It's annoying. He's I, like he's good enough to stay there, and he's good enough to be annoying, and that to me just sucks. Yeah, that's that's what I tried to say this offseason, and everyone thought I was dumb, and then they started out 0-2. And, and I mean, I will give him credit because, like, they started out 0-2, right? And people were asking if the team had quit, and he got so mad, you know, and yelled at the reporter and, you know, tried to be dismissive and kind of came across like, you know, if you don't like him, he came across as insufferable. But credit where it's due to to finish the season, I guess, 8-2 and two after that. Yeah, I think, like— Pretty impressive. You know, I— I don't think South Carolina could ask for could reasonably ask for a better coach. Well, they were ready to fire him though. Like they were ready to fire him. They were talking about how like he doesn't do anything. Like, well, well big surprise, guys. We hired a special teams coordinator, and our offense and our defense suck. Like people, they were so mad throughout the season, and then you look up, and yeah, they're just eight and four. And and like you said, what are they mad about? They can't expect anything better than him. Yeah, and you know, which I guess they started out one and three. They they beat. Georgia State to start the year. They wanted to Nebraska. run off Satterfield. And Nebraska did him a favor. Yeah, and I was say, they got what they wanted. He's leaving for Nebraska. So what's up with that? 
I mean, I, Matt I, Rule is just a mid-major coach or a low-tier Power Five coach if you count Baylor. Like, no, a, I mean, like, why is he why is he hiring Scott Satterfield or Marcus Satterfield, whatever his name is? Scott Satterfield's a Louisville guy. Well, he's his boy, right? That's what that's what I was getting to say. Is like he's just getting the band back together. I'm pretty okay, sure he's just okay. hiring all of his old coaches from okay. like Temple, okay, Baylor, like if they're available. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what the deal was. Okay. Yeah. That, from what I saw, that's what it is. Yeah. So South Carolina got what they wanted. They got rid of their office coordinator. I just he says the best that South Carolina could um, reasonably ask for, and like I. I'd gotten into some like some discussions about him on the Discord because people said he's like a terrible coach. And I'm just like, guys, look, like he he beat Tennessee, he beat Kentucky on the road, like he beat A and M. Like I don't think that this guy's like absolutely terrible, and I think he's about the best they could ever hope for. And I think that sucks. That's annoying. Is he some great coach? No. Is he a better coach than Josh Heupel? No. Is he enough to be a thorn in our side? Yes. And that sucks. I want them to be terrible. Same as Stoops. Yes. Like Stoops and South Carolina both, like Kentucky and South Carolina both have coaches that aren't great, but they're better than what those schools should have. Yes. And if Tennessee slips up and doesn't, you know, just. We lost. They kicked their ass. Yep. Yeah, they can beat you. And that sucks. That's annoying. I don't want that. I miss when South Carolina was terrible. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, what can you do? Uh, Harambe42069 asks. Would you rather step on a Lego or a five-yard pass from Joe in the chest? Uh, step on the Lego, for sure. Joe throws the same speed, no matter what the distance is. That one play Saturday night where he did all that escaping and maneuvering around, and he was rolling to his left by the end of it, and he had squirrel wide open, he just had to loft it. It's an easy first down. And his he had a, he has a howitzer. Attached to his shoulder. He threw that thing a million miles an hour to squirrel. It, like, turned squirrel around. It wasn't accurate. Squirrel couldn't catch it. And it was just like, man, he really does just throw it hard every single play. The narrative you're going to get, last thought, and then we'll get out of here. The narrative that's going to get pushed, even if he doesn't play well in the bowl game, is that he'll look different and better when he's able to run. But they asked him not to run against Vandy and in the bowl game because we have no backup quarterback. You're correct. They were down to Gaston Moore. They're gonna they're gonna say that like, hey, whenever he runs, he's an athlete. He'll look better, but he wasn't able to because they didn't want to get down to Gaston Moore. My argument with that is that Joe, unfortunately, never looks to run. The only time he's run the ball is when they call a designed run, and he would be so much better if he would just take off sometimes and go, because he is a pretty good runner. So uh, when he can run, I'm not convinced he's going to be that much better because you're going to have to call designed runs, and those are fine, but part of what made Hendon Hooker so great was when the play broke down, he could take off. And is Joe going to do that? I don't know. I mean, I do think Joe's a good runner. I wish he would run more. And obviously they can't run him now. Any final thoughts? No, it was a fun season. It was an amazing season. I had a lot of fun. And now we turn all of our attention to the World Cup. Score some goals, USA. Yeah, just score goals, man. That's it. Just make it worth me tuning in. Shout out to the basketball team, by the way. By the way, a dom a dominant performance against Kansas. Dominant. Yep. Yep. Should have moved back into the top ten, but whatever. They they still have us ranked behind Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb as hell. At some point, we have to have a discussion about when we started valuing good losses more than good wins. Yeah. 
because I understand that Kansas losing to us is less embarrassing than us losing to Colorado, but we whipped Kansas's ass without one of our most important players. We are better than Kansas. Are we ranked behind Gonzaga? I didn't. I don't. I don't know where Gonzaga's ranked. Because I mean, they I just keep getting drilled, don't they? I don't think we are. I think they are behind us now. Which maybe us beating them in exhibition isn't as impressive as we thought because maybe they just suck. Yeah. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you too, buddy. Bye. Bye. Take a little-